Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Today is September 7th, 2022, and our first story. In an interview, AOC begins to cry as she predicts her own death. Hold on. She survived. Everything's okay. But many prominent liberals are predicting some kind of civil war or societal collapse. Maybe they're not wrong. Tensions are escalating, and they're warning that they may not be around, strangely. At the same time, Gavin Newsom is slammed for wearing a sweater, presumably in intense air conditioning, as he warns of the grid failing in California and says people should turn down their thermostats. Hypocrisy on display, of course. In our last story, trans activists dump piss all over themselves for some reason. That's how they're protesting. If you like the show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. In a new interview with GQ, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says, quote, realistically, I can't even tell you if I'm going to be alive in September, and that weighs very heavily on me. Now, the interview was given to GQ some time ago, and it was only recently published. The good news, ladies and gentlemen, AOC has, in fact, survived to September. Now, there's still a couple of weeks left in the month, so we'll see, but I think she's going to be okay. And quite honestly, I hope so. I don't want any harm to befall AOC. I agree with her on some things, and I think it's important. Notably, when she came out and said there were cops inside the Capitol who let people in, I'm like, here, here, dude, let's get to the bottom of that. I agree with you on that point. Now, many people may look at this and the initial response from some people is, does AOC have some, some kind of terminal illness? Is there something affecting her body that, you know, such a young woman, I believe she's 34. Is she not going? No, no, I'm sorry. She's 30, 30, she's 32. I don't know. I think she's 33. I don't know. 32. She can be 33 soon or something. I don't know her age. But um, she shouldn't be fearing for her life at such a young age. No, the reality is she's talking about politics. She was talking about misogyny and patriarchy. So either she believes that some misogynist assassin would come for her, or she thinks we're headed towards some kind of civil unrest or civil war. She's not the first person to express that they may die soon. Mark Ruffalo, he plays the Incredible Hulk, said, I don't know if there will be a world that is that will that will allow me to make movies in the future. And I may not be here. Dude, what do you think is going to happen? Then you have Timothy Chalamet, another actor who said it feels like societal collapse is in the air. So all of these liberal celebrity types are coming out saying that like the world is ending. 
And then you get Kathy Griffin with a bold statement. Vote for Democrats or else civil war. Now, this one was funny because the way the New York Post and other people were framing it was that she was saying Republicans would start a civil war, which makes no sense. She said, if you want, she said, if you don't want a civil war, vote Democrats. If you do want a civil war, vote Republican. And it's just very, very simple, my friends. What she said was, if you vote for Democrats, they'll win. That's the implication. And Republicans will not civil war. That is, she's saying Republicans ain't going to do nothing if they lose. She then said, if you do want a civil war, vote Republican. That means if Republicans win legal authority, the Democrats would civil war. You get it? Republicans wouldn't start a civil war if they literally won the seat of government. She's making a threat. They will insurrect unless they get what they want. Yeah, democracy is a walking corpse in this country, at least the way that they describe it. Karine Jean-Pierre of the White House, she was called out because it was, I think, 2016. She questioned the election that she said Donald Trump didn't really win. He stole the election or some other nonsense. When questioned about it, she goes, that's completely different. And then the view comes out would be Goldberg is like, no, 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 she's not elected official. You know, that's very different. Oh, shut your mouths. You know what? I literally don't care. Okay. At this point, it looks like a bunch of people on the right, the populist right, are sitting back prepping, buying guns. Liberals are even buying guns. And many people on the right incorrectly laugh and say, ha I'd love to see the left wage a civil war like they're going to be able to do anything. Okay, dude. If you think a civil war would be like a bunch of unarmed liberals versus a bunch of armed to the teeth MAGA guys, you're completely wrong. There are three factions involved. There's the government security apparatus, the bureaucratic state, uh, for example, the populist left and the populist right. The deep state includes people on the right and the left for sure, and they will fight to uphold the machine. Then you have the populist left, like the socialist uh, socialists who love guns and people on the right who love guns as well. Moderate conservatives are probably more likely to be armed than moderate liberals for sure. So there is some advantage if a war were to break out, but it won't be so simple. Democrats blindly follow. They will have law enforcement. They will have uh, federal uh, agents. They'll have military. And the right likely won't unless they win elections. So that's the funny thing. The reality is, if the Republicans win, there won't be a civil war. If the Democrats win, there probably will be. But I'll break down why. And it's because Democrats are abusing their power and forcing the right into a corner which ultimately will will result in destabilization and maybe states breaking apart. But I got to be honest, it could go any which way. Let's read the context of AOC crying, saying I might not be alive. And then all this talk about societal collapse. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to help support our work and you'll get access to a bunch of awesome content. The TimCast IRL podcast, if you like uncensored political discussions, not so family friendly, Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Check that one out. The Cast Castle vlog. So, uh, you know, we're just starting to put together a comedy show, taking it to the extreme. And the, the, um, the last episode was about an election that took place at TimCast for union president. And um, let me just say, something happens at three in the morning. Check it out, members only. And we're, we're putting up cameo bits from a bunch of different personalities, commentators. We had Marjorie Taylor Greene play Magic the Gathering on the Cast Castle vlog. It's also on YouTube. Support our work if you really do like the stuff we're making. Smash the like button as well. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Let's jump to the story 
in question, the GQ interview with Wesley Lowry. And here's the best part. Okay, let's, let's what's going on. They say, quote, now her speech slowed to a crawl. And for the first time in the hours we had spent speaking, she broke eye contact, burying her gaze in the arm of her chair. Tears pulled in the corner of her eyes, crying. I hold two contradictory things in my mind at the same time. One is just the relentless belief that anything is possible. But at the same time, my experience here has given me a front row seat to how deeply and unconsciously, as well as consciously, so many people in this country hate women and they hate women of color. People ask me questions about the future. And realistically, I can't even tell you if I'm going to be alive in September. Full stop. She's alive. Okay, there you go. Spoiler alert. She is alive. And that weighs very heavily on me. And it's not just the right wing. Misogyny transcends political ideology, left, right, and center. The grip of patriarchy affects us all, not just women, men, as I mentioned before, but also ideologically. There's an extraordinary lack of self-awareness in so many places. And so those are two very conflicting things. I admit to sometimes believing that I live in a country that would never let that happen. Amazing. She talks about being president. Sometimes little girls will say, oh, I want you to be president or things like that. She told me when I asked about whether she believed that she or someone like her could ever lead the country. It's very difficult for me to talk about because it provokes a lot of inner conflict and that I never want to tell a little girl what she can't do. And I don't want to tell young people that what's what is not possible. I've never been in the business of doing that. But at the same time, and that's when she starts tearing tears in the corner of her eyes. That's crying. I know some people be like she wasn't literally crying. Tears were just pooling. OK, that's crying. Come on. Now, the question is, is she talking about civil war or is she implying that like a racist, misogynist right winger would kill her? OK, say whatever you want. Unless she's suffering from some terminal illness, she's implying that someone would take her life. And if she did, that would be a dramatic escalation towards some kind of civil war. Aha, I said it now again. Keep drinking, folks, I guess. No, honestly, please don't drink. I don't like drinking. Don't drink too much. Well, here we go. Kathy Griffin slammed for saying Republicans will start a civil war. No, Samantha Ibrahim of the New York Post, you are incorrect. She did not say that. Now, literally, what did she say? She said, vote for Republican if you want a civil war, vote for Democrat if you don't, right? I'm paraphrasing. She didn't say anyone would start a civil war, but the simple logic of her logic of her statement would be that Democrats will start a civil war. Plain and simple. Let's read. Kathy Griffin is catching heat Wednesday following a political tweet. Some social media watchdogs are now calling out as threatening. The controversial stand-up comic threw herself into fiery pits of Twitter when she suggested if Americans want Americans want to endure a fatal historic throwback, then they should vote for red in the forthcoming election. People weren't happy with their statements, which ignited a medley of responses. This is wrong. Crazy Hollywood lefty threatening civil war if Dems don't win. Sadly, today, uh, this is today's left. Angry, hateful, and violent, tweeted Ted Cruz. Christian author Jeremy Kappel said, quote, the inherent message here couldn't be more clear. If you don't vote Democrat, there will be war. King George III had a similar message for the colonists just prior to our independence. Don't be bullied by Hollywood propagandists. All right, let's break this down. It's very simple, my friends. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. 
and you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. If you don't want a civil war, vote Democrat. If you do, vote Republican. If Republicans get voted for, they win. If Republicans control the government, they would not need to wage civil war. They would already control government. Civil war is when two factions fight for control of one government. If you win that in an election, you don't need to fight for it. It's legitimately yours. If the Democrats, if a civil war to happen after Republicans win, it would be Democrats challenging Republicans. Why would Republicans be like, hey, we want everybody. Let's start a civil war. No, they have the power. If the Democrats win, there won't be a civil war. That is to imply that Republicans will accept the results of the election. Now, I know many of the left are coming out screaming, but the Republicans won't accept the results of the election, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, many won't. Yeah, many, many won't. And it is frustrating to me, mostly about tact and strategy, because all that screaming about the election and, you know, whatever you think about what happened, it can be resolved. Once you win the House, the Senate, and then the presidency in 2024, you can do everything. Focus on winning that however you need to do it. That means go out and register people to vote. Knock on doors. Give it 110%. Now, she responded and she said, you guys, the MAGA blue checks are added again because they are constantly threatening civil war. They're now trying to suggest that I am the one who is threatening a civil war because, you know, that's my thing. Yo, lady, you're the one who held up a picture of Trump's head, lost your job over it. But come on, maybe she was trying to claim Republicans will start a civil war if they win. But why would they? Seriously, why would they? No, it would be the Democrats who would by her logic. So, you know, that's what she's saying. They're purposefully misconstruing her tweets. MAGA Republicans are riled up because Kathy Griffin pointed at pointed them out for being domestic terrorists. And now they're playing the victim and blah, 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 blah. OK, OK, here we go. Aaron McIntyre says democracy is a dead man walking. Each side has declared every election they lose fraudulent for literally my entire adult life. We will continue to go through the motions because no one knows what else to do. But voting as a true mechanism for legitimization is dead. I love this. This right here, Peter Ducey says, if we are in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen, what about the 2016 election? We are going to focus on the here and now. Karine Jean-Pierre, she went out and she said that the, uh, the 2016 election was illegitimate. She's wrong. Look at this right here. Trending right now in the what's happening page or whatever. There is no evidence of widespread voter fraud in the 2020 election, according to fact checkers and cybersecurity officials. Why are you telling me that? I love how they try to play these gotchas. This is what they do. So in uh, in the past, I said there I said that there was evidence of widespread fraud. However, I also said there's no proof of hard fraud or that it played a role in the outcome of the election. 
That is to say, a bunch of questions were raised, and I have maintained that for the most part. I think Donald Trump lost because he was anti-elected. I think Donald Trump lost because they were able to muster up the votes they needed to get him to, to get Biden to win. But I don't think Biden were going out and voting. I don't think people were going out and voting for Biden. They're voting against Donald Trump. So Democrat. That's what I think. And I think they were able to get the votes because one, universal mail-in voting. I think uh, many states ballot harvesting is legal. I think there are a lot of questions about evidence pertaining to what may have happened. I agree with many people that I have questions about these things, but I can't come out and tell you it's definitive. There are many prominent Trump supporters, much more Trump supporty than I've ever been, who have argued the same point. There was some big audit. And what happened? They packed up, they left. And where's the data? I've seen a lot of the data. I think there's evidence of fraud and Bill Barr even said it. But is it enough to have changed an election? I, I, guys, here's what you got to do. Win the elections. Fine. Go out in 2022 for the midterms. Make sure you get the votes you need because we're seeing people win. We're seeing Liz Cheney lose. We're seeing Joe Kent win. We're seeing, you know, Corey Mills in Florida winning the primary. America first people are winning. That says to me, y'all need to just focus on that victory. I don't like the fraud narrative because I think it's suppressing. It suppresses the vote. And the reality is whatever may be going on, the it, you can argue whatever you want. But I think everyone needs to understand the overwhelming majority of these elections are decided by hard votes from individuals who go out and choose to vote. There may be foul play. There may be those other things. But what? What does it account for? A small percentage? That's my point. And if you really believe the narrative about fraud and all that stuff, fine. If you think it played a role, okay, well, you better win your elections. I personally, I don't agree, but I'm open to seeing the evidence and I'm open to these investigations. I am fine with what happened in 2016 as well. When they were doing the Russiagate stuff, I said, okay, well, we'll see what happens. And, and then I said, I don't, I don't think we're going to see it. And then what happens? Fake news. But you know what? I, I, I really hate talking about it. I really do. Because I know nobody, nobody agrees. And I know both the left and the right accuse each other of varying things. Some people argue they have, like both sides argue they have evidence. And I'm not saying I think one, one side is, is uh, both sides are equally wrong or right. No, I think one side is obviously more right than the other. I think the focus needs to be on just doing advocacy, knocking on doors, because you'll win. Just like Carrie Lake swept in Arizona. Yeah, I do not believe these elections are rigged. I think you can actually win because if they really wanted to stop Carrie Lake, they would have. If they had the power, they don't. Believe in yourself. Go out and vote because they want you convinced you can't do it. But I digress. It's an annoying subject in, in, my, in my honest opinion. Let's, let's, let's go through what's happening in this country. Mark Ruffalo on joining She-Hulk. I'm always surprised that I'm still here. Going on to say that um, he's not sure if he's going to be around. Uh, if, if he's going to be around. Let's see. Is it right here? He says, um, if, you, if all of us are still here making movies and there's a world that allows for us to do that anymore, with what we are living in and heading towards, the future feels more precarious than any other time. So I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I hope I'm still around to do it. Mark, are you dying? Is something happening? Dude, I don't think these celebrities are going to lose their lives. What do they think is really going to happen? Like, do they think Trump is going to load people on a trains or something? Dude, people are losing the plot. I talk about civil war, but I certainly don't think AOC or Mark Ruffalo are going to lose their lives or anything like that. From page six. Timothy or Thay, Chalamet, it's tough to be alive right now with social media. He says, I think a societal collapse is in the air or it smells like it. And without being pretentious, that's why that's why hopefully movies matter. 
because that's one role of the artist to shine a light on what's going on. Interesting. Even he thinks so, huh? Ah, here's a mock photo of Kathy Griffin doing something horrible with Carrie Lake saying, the woman holding a bloody head of the U.S. president just threatened civil war if you don't vote for Democrats. Weird. Just last week, Joe Biden told us MAGA Republicans are the violent ones. That is correct. Let's take a look at some comments from individuals. We have Blair White. Lefties, please stop calling for a civil war. I promise a fight between the side with guns and the side with quadruple boosters wouldn't end well. Blair, you're incorrect. Um, I see this a lot from people on the right. Oh, the left would lose because the right has guns. Socialists have guns. You don't need every single person to fight a civil war. You need strategic locations. And the left has cities. And the cities have police forces. And these police forces have proven time and time again, they'll just follow orders. So here we go. Steve Bannon is swatted again. Cops, firefighters, and medics are called to ex-Trump strategist's $2.4 million DC home two months after a hoax caller claimed a gunman was on the loose in his house. How many times has Bannon been swatted? It's like four, I think. I'm not sure. Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene home swatted for a second night in a row from the post-millennial. Marjorie Taylor Greene swatted for a third time in less than a week. Oh, here we go. Here's me, of course. Right-wing podcaster Tim Poole gets swatted while live on the air. January 10th. Amazing. Since that time, we've been swatted. I would say the, 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 the incident calls have occurred 12 times. I, I, I want to be careful because swatting doesn't, isn't uh, um, broad enough. But the, the issue is emergency services, because we've had bomb threats, have come here, I believe, 12 times, as well as my, my personal private property, which is unlisted. They've shut up too. We've had bomb dogs. And the first time it happened, it happened live on the air. And it's funny when these people try and claim things like, Tim Pool is not telling the truth. Like, dude, it happened live on yeah, the air. There's Luke Rudkowski. I was He's looking talking. at my notes and I was like, somebody, having a good somebody old time. Somebody swat you? Yep, somebody swatted us. Did Uh-oh. they really? Yep, somebody did they, swatted us. Did that show us. on the police? What do you know? I have somebody texting me. Yep. Wow, this is January. There's Luke. They don't, they don't actually show it. That's interesting. Because the police actually walked past. You could see it, but the independent isn't showing the clip. But I digress. Later on, Jeremy Hambly also got swatted. These swattings are a part of what the Civil War is. Fifth generational warfare, etc., etc. The goal is to harass and destabilize. This is information war. Let me tell you something. And um, ad nauseum, we've talked about the song we released, but uh, we're hearing now that uh, even though we're number two on on Billboard's digital sales, number two for all songs sold. Think about that. We couldn't beat Elton John and Britney. Media is not writing about it. Yes, because it's information war. They want to keep the people who are in the cult in the cult, and they don't want them to know about what's going on, and they are desperate, and they are panicking. I think it's good news. But this is why we're seeing things like this. Now we're seeing this. So, so, so let, let me back up for a minute. When Blair says, please stop calling for civil war, one side has guns. You know, with all due respect, I know a lot of people on the, on the right say things like this. Steve Bannon responds after New York in state indictment. They're coming after all of us. Do you think it's going to be some hippy-dippy, you know, uh, pastel-wearing leftist who's going to be like, come on, man, you know, we're going to go to civil war? Or do you think it's going to be jackboot state troopers who show up to your bar and lock it down and say, just following orders? Remember when that bar, it was in Staten Island, and it was in the lockdown zone, and it was about a block away from the not lockdown zone where people were living and eating just fine. No, but this bar was told they had to close, so they said no. And they started giving away food and booze for free. State police came in and enforced it. 
You think it's going to be the, the random person screaming and scowling at you from their bedroom? No. It is going to be the jackboot state troopers, National Guard and military who come up and crack you over the jaw, crack you in the jaw with the butt of their gun. And, and then it's going to be the people on the right who are well armed and fleeing from that. Yeah, the reality is much darker than people realize. They're going after Steve Bannon. Look at this. They're coming after all of us. Not only President Trump and myself, I'm never going to stop fighting. In fact, I have not yet begun to fight. They will have to kill me first. They're charging him, so it seems, with charges uh, similar to the federal charges he was facing before Trump pardoned him. That's right. You see, my understanding is they put up a fundraiser to build the wall. They said they would not take money for themselves. Uh Uh-oh, they did. Now, it doesn't matter if the donors don't care. They argue, well, that's fraud. The state prosecutes. Now, for what reason does New York have to file criminal charges on an interstate issue? It's a federal issue. I don't know. But apparently he's going to be turning himself in. Anonymous sources spoke to The Washington Post about the incident, saying that the sealed indictment alleges that Bannon, along with others, defrauded the contributors to a private $25 million GoFundMe uh, fundraising effort that had to do with facilitating the building of a border wall along the U.S.-Mexico border. Trump had pardoned Bannon on federal charges at the end of his presidency after Bannon had pled not guilty to pocketing $1 million in the scheme. Bannon was recently convicted of contempt of Congress, blah, blah, blah. Trump pardoned him for this, but the state level, Trump has no authority over. So this is what they're doing. I believe it's the Southern District of New York going after Bannon. Why? Because it's civil war. What's the saying? Show me the man and I will show you the crime. And of course, they want to stop Steve Bannon. And so they are. And there's more. Tucker Carlson warns entire country will be Memphis if we don't put a stop to the insanity right now. It's a brutal story about Eliza Fletcher. Kidnapped, beaten, assaulted, brutally, and left for dead in Memphis, Tennessee. Here we go. Seattle reaches grim milestone in August for homicides and shootings. The country is being destabilized as we speak. The Civil War is not something like factions marching against each other. Michael Flynn was recently talking, I think it was on Newsmax, about fifth generational warfare. And this is what we are seeing. In your once great cities, crime is running rampant. They arrested small business owners like a salon owner in Texas. They released the criminals. A guy was giving haircuts in Michigan. They went after him as well. This is how the Civil War is being fought. Now, I can't say who's winning or losing, but it does seem like the right is certainly winning for a lot of reasons. And the left is losing their mind over it. For example, the fact that we hit number two on the Billboard sales charts, which is huge. It's all music, all songs. Like we beat out Nicki Minaj. We beat out uh, David Guetta, Nicki Minaj, and a bunch of other people. It's cultural victory. The counterculture displacing the mainstream culture. And that's your support. That's what I've been talking about. And they're losing their minds over it. They're freaking out. They're going to ramp things up. Newsweek. Boycott CNN. Calls grow as viewers fear network is shifting to the right. Well, that's hilarious. They say the changes have prompted walkouts of several high profile correspondents, including John Harwood. John Cooper said, I decided to boycott CNN as soon as the network began to shift to the right. It was a tough decision since I've been a devout CNN viewer since I was in my 20s. If I wanted to watch right wing propaganda, I'd watch Fox. So for now, it's only MSNBC for me. Yo, it's a cult. They're in a cult, dude, for sure. Daily Caller says it's apparently triggering people that Politico's new owner once said people should pray Trump wins in 2020. Man, they're losing and they know it. And they're freaking out because of it. So we have crime skyrocketing. 
We have indictments. You have people, celebrities saying there's going to be a civil war or the end is nigh or who knows what. And I think the wisdom of the crowd is uh, something to pay attention to. There's a lot of people on the right who are now saying the right's not talking about civil war. The right. okay, fine. Whatever. Does that make me a leftist? I guess because I've been talking about it. But it's it's foolish to think that wars would always look the same. World War Two did not look the same as World War One. I mean, World War One, famous for trench warfare. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process and life changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Digging holes and getting in them and then shooting at each other. World War II, we had, um, you know, it's not, not that far away in terms of time. But you had nuclear bombs. You had, you had gravity bombs. Little, what is it? Uh, little boy and fat man? Is that what it was? The Enola Gay? We, we nuked two cities. War doesn't always look the same. Weapons change. You know, there was a period where war was fought with bows and arrows. And then you ended up with this dude, I think it was Genghis Khan, who pioneered the horseback archer. That's a crazy prospect. You ever ridden a horse? Okay, dude, I once tried to ride a horse. I couldn't do it. I was bouncing and I was like, what's happening? You ever try to fire a bow and arrow? Yeah. Combine the two. They'd be on horseback and they'd fire an arrow. And they would, I mean, they were wiping out their, their enemies. War changed. Eventually you get forts. Eventually you get plate armor. Eventually you get siege weapons. And then muskets. And they realized like, you know what? The armor is just not cutting it for the power of what a musket can do. War changed. Why would it always look the same? What's happening now is fifth generational warfare, a war for your mind. These news outlets abandoning the woke cult is a huge victory for the culture war right. But the left, they, they're becoming desperate. The indictment of Bannon, Joe Biden coming out and saying MAGA is an extreme threat to this country. Trump supporters, 74 million people. They're ramping up the rhetoric and it's brutal. Yeah, they want strange things. Maybe. Maybe what we're seeing with the rolling blackouts isn't so much. Maybe it's not so much that uh, they're trying to, uh, you know, fight climate change, but they're trying to weaken people's ability to sustain themselves. Mike Cernovich tweeted this emergency alert we talked about. Cal OES can serve energy now to protect public health and safety. Extreme heat is straining the state energy grid. Power interruptions may occur unless you take action. Turn off or reduce non-essential power if health allows now until 9 p.m. Mike Bolin 
says this BS was on my on the screen of my Tesla yesterday when I got in the car. The Tesla said the current heat wave is expected to stress California's grid this weekend. Use the scheduled departure setting to ensure your vehicle is charged and preconditioned to your preferences at time of departure while avoiding charging during higher price evening hours between 4 and 9 p.m. Maybe they're doing it to stop you from being able to move and acquire resources. Who knows? But I want to point out something very important here. In the emergency alert, it says to protect public health. What's public health? Are we a hive mind? Hmm. Bloomberg. EU set to intervene to ease liquidity strains in energy markets. What did this lady, Ursula von der Leyen, say? Flatten the curve. She literally said it. They're, they're issuing a mandatory limiting of energy. The commission will engage with the relevant securities and banking regulators to explore ways to enable market participants to find the collateral to meet margin calls. Is this the right article? Yeah, yeah energy markets. There, this, the, she, she came out and said they want to flatten the curve because of peak energy. I don't know if it's in this article. Ministers will discuss plans for a levy on fossil fuel producers based on pre-tax profit, blah, blah, blah. We're confronted with astronomic electricity prices for households and companies with enormous market volatility. Therefore, we will put forward a set of immediate measures that will protect vulnerable customers. Very interesting stuff. The flatten the curve statement was what uh, really, really uh, stood out to me. You know, I mentioned the rat hope experiment at the uh, peak of the pandemic. The rat hope experiment, for those that don't know, and um, for those that do, forgive me, but bear with me. This dude, uh, um, he puts three rats in these cylindrical tubes full of water. The rats swim but can't grab onto anything. And then eventually, within 15 minutes, they give up, sink to the bottom, and they drown. The next batch of rats, he puts them in. Right as they're about to give up, he picks them up, puts them down, dries them off, and lets them breathe and catch their breath. He then picks them up and puts them back in. This time, they swam for up to 60 hours. Why? Hope. Second time around, it's believed the rats thought, if I just keep going, I will be saved. It's kind of a horrifying thing. It terrifies me, really. I don't like the idea of subjecting rats to these kinds of experiments. I don't like animal testing and all that stuff. I'm also not so stupid to ignore the fact that humans have greatly benefited off the suffering of other species. So it's tough. I know that it's what life is. You know, we eat other animals. Causing a rat to suffer in such a way is just absolutely brutal. Man, waiting 15 minutes and letting it just give up and die. Maybe you could have picked it up and let it live. And then with the next batch, make them swim. I know they're still suffering, but you don't have to let them die. It's just a brutal experiment. But anyway, perhaps this is what we were in. They locked everything down. Everybody started panicking. Everybody was stressed to the point where they were going to lose their minds and give up. And many people did. But then... They picked us up right at the last minute. And they said, we're going to give you back your pizzas, your cookie dough, your lounge chairs and your sporting events. And then everybody cried a sigh of relief. And then after everybody was dried off, they put us right back in it. And now they're shutting down the grids or limiting the grids in certain areas. This, my friends, is a component of civil war. You know what? Maybe what's really going on, to be honest, is just system is shutting down. The system is breaking down, or maybe it's being broken down. Here's a story from CNBC that I think you all should pay attention to. Three tips to consider when buying essential items during high inflation, according to experts. 
If your priority right now is buying just what you need, here's the best way to pay for it. Yeah, man. Dark days. Dark days. Perhaps what's happening is that we're facing a controlled demolition, a slow-mo collapse. Maybe it's because of climate change. Maybe the fear was the rise of MAGA. People are resisting the establishment authoritarian control. Maybe the slow motion collapse is kind of like an attempt at a social chemotherapy to strangle out right wing individuals. Well, it's not working. In the end, I think the woke lunatics are losing, but I think they'll become desperate and panic because of it. It's something I've long pointed out. Death throws and a death rattle thrashing about violently. We see this in the media. As the media loses in the ratings, they start going nuts, saying things like Donald Trump is Hitler and all this other psychotic BS. Eventually, they realize you don't make money. Here's a, here's a funny thought. These leftists come out and they keep saying things like, you right-wing grifters, they decided to uh, pander to the right. So I want, to, I want you to imagine this scenario. You get, you get a businessman and he hears the left say right-wing grifter and he goes, what, what is that? What is that a right-wing grifter? And they go, you know, a right-wing grifter, like someone who just panders and throws the right red meat to make money. That's all they're doing. And they go, uh-huh. What do you mean? Like they're claiming to like Trump because they make money doing it? Yeah, that's all they're doing. Huh. Tell me more. How does this work? Why would a business person who wants to make money be like, I'm not going to do the thing that the left claims make makes money? Now, for me, you know, I'm a businessman. But uh, the projects that we're doing are all cultural. Like I mentioned, the song, Cast Castle. Check out the Cast Castle vlog, the latest episode. It's really funny. And, uh, you know, the goals of everything we're doing, it's, it's cultural, not business. Now, we want to have a positive impact on the culture because I don't think the end-all be-all of, of a business should be just to have more money and have more control. That's never been my thing. But I'll tell you this, these big corporations, the reason they got woke, they thought it'd make them money. Then they got broke and they said, OK, let's try the grifting thing. It's going to flutter back and forth. Now, because of that, the woke cult, the people like, you know, the Young Turks, for instance, who've invested so much in this are going to be left holding an empty bag, just like CNN. We'll see how this plays out, though. AOC, I think you'll be all right. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out. I'm sorry, YouTube.com slash TimCast IRL at 8 p.m. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. It was truly a terrifying night for those in California. Hearing that they may shut your power off. People got notifications to their phones. And it said that you got to conserve energy. Set the thermostat to 78. It's an unprecedented heat wave. And uh, don't use appliances. You got to chill. Because the grid was being strained to the point where it was about to collapse. The good news is, my friends, great leadership coming from Gavin Newsom averted this crisis. And the rolling blackouts are being called off. But I got to... I got bad news for everybody. The way things are going with inflation, China now agreeing to buy Russian oil in rubles and yuan. Um, it's going to get really bad in this country. It's going to get bad in terms of the cost of goods, bad in terms of your ability to acquire energy. And yes, for many, you'll see rolling blackouts like this. Now, I want to start this segment with a special shout out to our good friend, Gavin Newsom. I, you know, I just I saw this tweet from George Alexopoulos, G Prime 85, shout out. And uh, I couldn't help but notice that in a tweet, Gavin Newsom says, California is experiencing an unprecedented heat wave. This will be the hottest and longest on record for September. Our energy grid is being pushed to its mass max. The risk of out outages is real. We need everyone to double down to save energy after 4 p.m. today. You know what? You are right, good sir. 
I just couldn't help but notice uh, you're wearing a, a, a long sleeve fleece sweater. Yo. Uh-huh. Come on. Is that surprising? This is the dude that locks everybody down, tells everybody got to wear a mask, then goes out to eat at a fancy restaurant and doesn't wear one. This is a guy who right now is so just oblivious or evil, whichever one, maybe it's intentional, that he comes out and says, I know it's really hot, everybody. I'm chilly. Got to put a sweater on. Dude, wearing a sweater? What is it, like 65 degrees in, in that studio or office or wherever he is? Yeah. They will get the crispest, the purest air conditioning for their work while the rest of you, come on, don't you understand the importance of teamwork, of working together to make sure the grid doesn't collapse? Now, for the special elites, well, they get special privileges, but there is good news. The rolling blackouts are being called off amid the extraordinary heat event in California. Okay, so it's good news. You see, this is the big sell. It's a big ask, right? Here's is, is old Trump technique, or I shouldn't say, it's, it, Trump wrote, writes about it. Here's what you do. If you want to buy, uh, if you want to sell something or buy something, you do a big ask. You ask for something more extreme. So you say something like, you know, I'll sell you this uh, car for $10,000. And the person goes, what? This, it's only worth like, f- you know, five grand at most. And you go, okay, five grand. I'll come down. In reality, the car is worth like four grand. But you tell them you want way more. Then when they get shocked, you bring it down so it sounds more reasonable. What we're seeing right now in California is that they nearly lost their grid. They're talking about how everyone's got to, you know, buckle up, buckle down because they're about to lose electricity. And now the rolling blackouts are being called off and it's good news. You see, it's not good news, but you're slowly being brought down in, uh, I guess, what I would just describe as controlled demolition style. Gavin Newsom is not the man, but so long as people keep voting for people like him, this is how bad things will get. Here's what's happening in California. Uh, They could do nuclear power. They don't want to do nuclear power. You see, the climate change people and the environmentalist people have sold have sold the public a a backwards and broken idea. They basically said climate change is a problem, so we got to reduce carbon emissions. Now, I'm not saying climate change is not a problem. I'm not talking about whether you, you, you are concerned about it or not. I'm saying the Democrats come out and say climate change is a problem. We have to reduce carbon emissions. At the same time, one of the big solutions there would be nuclear power. They also come out and say nuclear power is dangerous. We can't have nuclear power. Okay, but nuclear power is green. It, it is. There's no carbon emissions. Sorry. Can't do that one either. So what happens? The grid falters. I have to wonder, when you look at something like that, when there is a clear solution here, thorium salt reactors, for instance, what, what are we on? The fourth generation of nuclear reactors. So the nuclear waste is not that big of a concern. It's recycled these days. Europe seems to be doing pretty well. It seems the real issue is they don't like people. When you have free and cheap energy, I don't mean free, free, but I mean like when energy is abundant and I'm talking about electricity for the most part, but also, uh, you know, converting, converting uh, fuels into energy. When you have uh, uh high energy. People convert it into more people, right? We use energy for farming. We eat the food. We have more kids. That's how things work. By suspending, freezing, or shutting down energy, what ends up happening is you get less people. You know, I'm not saying that's definitively why it's happening. It could be just general mismanagement or ignorance. But when you combine this with people desperately trying to abort their kids, 
sterilize their kids. And I'm just kind of like, maybe there's a depopulation agenda. No, I don't know for sure. I'm just saying it's it's um, within the realm of possibility, simply because we know Bill Gates has outright said there's too many people, right? You got people like Bill Gates, you got other, um, excuse me, you've got other uh, prominent uh, wealthy individuals who talk about the fact that population growth is too much. Now, the funny thing is they'll say it's a conspiracy that you will get Bill Gates coming out and saying, we need to work to reduce population growth. Then you see things like this and you're like, maybe that's what they're trying to do, right? I guess the issue is when Bill Gates talks about improving technology and education and uh, uh, access to contraceptives so that people have less kids, well, that's like, uh, that's all acceptable. But then when you hear a story that, you know, powerful left-leaning individuals leaders are mismanaging things so that people are struggling. That could not be because of, you know, trying to reduce population growth, because that would be a net negative and it would piss people off. Telling someone we're going to educate people, they're like, oh, that's a good thing. Saying we're going to reduce the amount of energy you have access to because we think there's too many of you. Well, that's offensive. That's where we're going. I bring you now, my friends, to Italy. Coming, coming to the UK soon. Yeah, coming to America soon, especially in California. Italy shuts down lights over a extortionate energy bill increase. Express.co.uk says Britain could soon follow Italy in shutting down lights as energy bills skyrocket across the country. We have this video of uh, I think this is a school. Let me let me turn the volume down here. You got these kids and uh, look at this. Look at this, a cafe, a cafe where they have candles. There's some lights, but candlelight it is. We're going back to the dark days, my friends. They say Italy's lights went out in restaurants and bars to save money on energy bills as the EU country grapples with soaring prices as part of efforts to highlight the dramatic situation they face. Italian bars and restaurants have been putting their energy bills on display. The industry hospitality is resorting to candles to reduce its energy consumption. The Italian Association of Retail and Catering Businesses, FIPE Confcommercio, launched the nationwide bolet in Vetrina initiative meant to raise awareness among customers of the skyrocketing energy prices they face. This initiative aims to make transparent what is happening today to those who manage a bar or restaurant, also in an attempt to explain to customers why they are paying a little more for coffee, with the risk of further increases in the coming months, he added. With increases in energy costs of 300%, we are working with a gun to our heads. The hike in energy prices comes as Italy is set to more than double energy imports to nearly 100 billion this year. And don't think it won't happen here, my friends. China agrees to pay for Russian gas in rubles and yuan, Gazprom. Russia is pushing to reduce reliance on the U.S. dollar and boost economic ties with China and Western amid Western sanctions. Sorry, amid Western sanctions. Oh, yeah. Okay, let me explain to you how it works. If a foreign country wants to buy oil, they got to buy dollars first. It's called the petrodollar. Typically, China would buy U.S. dollars to then buy oil on the international market. It's kind of like the United States is uh, holding everybody hostage. You got to buy our dollars if you want oil. Now, here's the best part. For us, we just make dollars. We don't have to worry about it. For everybody else, they have to buy the dollars from us. We control that supply. It's quite interesting. That means if you're, say, Brazil, you're very concerned about the value of the, um, what's the Brazilian currency? I can't remember. You're very concerned about the uh, Brazilian currency to the U.S. to U.S. currency, to U.S. dollars. 
So I can't believe I forgot the name of the brilliant. I've been to Brazil. Uh, but anyway, if your country, Brazil, wants to buy U.S. dollars, the U.S. has to say, we value your currency at a certain amount. So Brazil says, OK, for every, you know, 100, you know, Brazilian dollars or whatever, we can get 10 American dollars. Well, that sucks, right? That means you need it's like a thousand of your currency for one barrel of oil or something like that. For the U.S., we print our own money. We literally just print it and then buy the oil because we can. This is one of the things you need to understand about what Joe Biden is doing and why we give money away to other countries. The idea is Joe Biden wants other countries to produce oil and gas because we can just buy it for them. We get it for free, basically, because we can print our own money you know, within reason. So we can save our reserves, make them do it, make them get all the gas. The other thing is the reason we give money to other countries is because it makes them want to use the dollar to reinforce the petrodollar. China's getting off of it. This means a major economy, the second biggest economy, will no longer be purchasing our dollars. This means it's going to get worse. There's a lot of reasons why it's going to get worse, my friends. But they're not going to be buying our dollars for gas. They're going to be trading with Russia directly. Russia is going to be selling gas to China, who then ships it all the way around the world to Europe. And then Europe buys it at exorbitant prices, all because we wanted to wag the finger and we're mad at Russia. Now, I know Russia invaded Ukraine, of course. NATO wanted Ukraine. Russia moved in. And so, you know, I'll tell you, I get the reasoning behind it, but it's like cutting off your nose to spite your face. The U.S. is like, well, we're mad at Russia. And NATO's like, we're mad at Russia. So we're going to greatly advantage them and weaken ourselves internationally. Laughable and insane. But hey, that's Joe Biden for you. That's Joe Biden for you. Now, while we're seeing a crisis of energy, we also have one of the best, the, the funniest things I've ever seen. Look at this from Axios. Most workers say they're quiet quitting. Oh, quiet quitting. What does that mean? At least half of American workers say they're quiet quitting, performing only the tasks they're required to, giving up on going above and beyond, according to a new Gallup survey. Why it matters. The pandemic made nearly all work harder to perform, and that extra labor has taken a toll on employees, especially younger workers. They're responding by putting more and more distance between themselves and their jobs or looking for new jobs. Okay. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So not only are we facing an energy crisis where um, the AC might cut out, but people, this is called half-assing it, but they're barely doing that now. The proportion of actively disengaged workers is now at 18%, the highest it's been in nearly a decade, according to Gallup. Among workers younger than 35, the percentage of actively disengaged employees rose by six percentage points. Quote, this is a problem because most jobs today require some level of extra effort to collaborate with workers and meet customer needs. Gallup's workplace management chief scientist, Jim Harder, writes, not all workers feel they can quiet quit. Women and other underrepresented groups in the workforce may feel that they will suffer disproportionate setbacks if they're seen as stepping back from enthusiastic participation in work activities. Melissa Swift, U.S. transformation leader at Mercer, tells Axios, the onus is on managers and leaders to define expectations more clearly and build relationships with workers. 
There's no answer to this. If you have people, if you if you can't find people who want to do the job, then you can't find people who want to do the job. If right now our culture is expanding towards listlessness, laziness, indifference, and nihilism, that's what your culture will produce. But I got to tell you, my friends, I find it fascinating. You know, I said this last night on the uh, IRL members only segment. You have far leftists desperately trying to sterilize their children and aborting their children. And the right is desperately begging them to stop. I can only assume it's because the right wants more leftists. Okay, no, they obviously don't. But that's the end result of their advocacy. So I'm, I'm, it's, it's an interesting moral predicament that I think many people would prefer not to be expressed publicly. But that's the reality. The reality is you have people who don't want to work. Clearly, you have people who don't want to work, but demand access to the grid, to our resources, straining it in California, for instance. Yo, that system cannot function. People have to contribute. You can't just extract and extract without anybody providing resources and think your system will flourish. No, we're on the verge of something truly dark. And the funny thing is, I'm looking at these videos of like trans nine-year-olds. And there's a video that went viral where they're like, we've put this kid on puberty blockers, which can sterilize the kid. I I believe it does. It can chemically castrate uh, children. And pretty sure they're, they're sterilizing many of these kids. They're giving many of these younger kids surgeries. It's causing osteoporosis and other issues. Fine. The parents have decided that's for their kids. If that's what they think is important. But those kids won't reproduce. They're also demanding a right to abort their kids and not have any. So the end result is leftists having substantially less kids. And if they do, making sure those kids can't reproduce. The right doesn't like this. They think they're manipulating and mutilating these kids. And they think abortion is murder. So they're desperately begging the left to stop. It's actually really sad. But the end result is going to be in 20 years, much, much less leftists. Is the right actively trying to argue in favor of more leftists? Now, the left, they're going for your kids at schools, of course. And that's why school choice is so important. And the end result of the homeschooling movement and microschooling movement is that the left ideology is going to fizzle out and the future will be more conservative. I have to wonder, though, I said, what would happen if all of the people on the right came out and started clapping for the trans kids, clapping for the left for for abortion? And what if every conservative came out and said, we really appreciate what you're doing for society by, you know, sterilizing your children and and aborting your unborn kids? Because it means the future will be more conservative. Thank you so much for your sacrifice. Imagine if they said something like that. How would the left respond? It's fascinating. You know, when I tweeted this, I had leftists saying like, you don't have any kids, Tim, and I have a bunch of kids and I'm a liberal. And I'm like, dude, listen, I know I don't have kids. I am not saying that I'm having kids and you're not. I'm saying there is a trend, a tendency among the left to abort or sterilize their kids that does not exist among the right. The right already has more kids. It doesn't matter what any one individual does or doesn't do. It matters there's a trend. So yes, there are liberals with kids, many of them. Not every single liberal is sterilizing their kids. But you really got to wonder about where this brings us, because I'll tell you, it does not tend to be conservatives that are listlessly lazing about. It does not tend to be conservatives that are in areas where they're running out of electricity. It is blue areas where they've shut down fossil fuels, where they refuse to, to set up nuclear power, where they think that solar power will carry them through the nights. Solar power will not. Batteries will. 
But we're not going to build massive acres of massive batteries to keep the grid going overnight. You need something that can work at night. Now, wind can. But what happens when there's no wind? Big batteries ain't going to cut it. And, and man, producing these batteries, it's a crazy environmental detriment. Yeah. So in the end, what you see coming from the left in terms of their advocacy, in terms of what Bill Gates talks about he wants, I'm just like, dude, they want less people. And they are doing everything that will lead in that direction. So am I saying there is a conspiracy among powerful global elites to depopulate the world? No. What I'm saying is I'm not surprised one could infer such a thing based on the fact that Bill Gates does want to slow population growth. And then you see things like this. You can't just come out and say you want to sterilize kids. Okay. I think it's funny that Bob Barker would go on The prices Right and be like, spay and neuter your pets because there's too many of them. Yet at the same time, these humans think they're exempt from the same natural pressures as any other species. Population growth causes problems. Now, people on the right would argue we're not overpopulated. You know, I've talked with Michael Malice about this. He says, we're not overpopulated. And then I argue, but there's population density problems in cities. And I, th- I think his position was that he agrees in that regard. But... um. You just have to wonder. I mean, isn't it isn't it simple logic? Let's let's put it together. Let's do the math. All right. You got a strained grid. They won't generate more energy. So now people are going without. People don't want to work. There's a pending food shortage. Italy's using candles. People aren't working. All of these things lead towards a massive economic collapse, which will result in death, starvation. You look at people like Gavin Newsom wearing his sweater in a record heat wave. Certainly, he is crisp and cool. Hmm. The powerful elites are defending themselves. You look at them, uh, people like uh, Bill Gates, who has a TED talk talking about reducing population growth because we're overpopulated. All of these things. And you're looking at a pattern. People are sterilizing their kids. Powerful corporations are pushing this. People are aborting their kids. Powerful corporations are pushing this. The Democrats want more of this. They also don't want fossil fuels. They also don't want nuclear energy. Nuclear energy is the answer to the, to the climate change problem. We can produce it. It's, a, it's, a excellent energy, it's an excellent, excellent investment. You know, energy return on energy invested is tremendous. The amount of energy you get from nuclear power, but they won't do that either. Well, that conflicts with the climate change thing. Certainly doesn't make sense. Barack Obama's got waterfront property that will be flooded if the trends in climate change continue. And he's... How is this making sense? So what happens is you have a pattern. All of the actions that are being taken will result in less people. And we're seeing it consistently. Tons of things are happening where now uh, we're we're below replacement levels. Conservatives are even below replacement levels, though they're much higher in terms of reproduction than liberals. All of those things together with leadership from people who think we're overpopulated and there's a climate change problem, and they will tell you it's a conspiracy theory to believe that the powerful elites— Democrats want to reduce population. Yeah, okay. It's a conspiracy theory at this point if you don't think that's what they're doing. But I'm not going to, I'm going to say this. All that matters is not what you, you know they're trying to do. What matters is what they're doing and the outcome it will have. I don't care about intent. If someone comes out and says, sterilize your kids, I'm like, okay, these, this group of people will have less kids. It doesn't matter if it's intentional or not. That will be the result. Who cares what people want to do? If they come out and say, we're not going to have any more fossil fuel plants, okay, then the result will be your grid collapsing, lack of food, and less people. 
more suffering. Then they come out and say, we care about climate change, but we're not going to have nuclear power either. And it's like, okay, I'm telling you, the end result of this is population reduction. Go ahead and believe whatever you want to believe. I don't care about what the intent is. The end result of all of this is going to be substantially less people. I'm not convinced that less people is a bad thing. Elon Musk says it is. I think we have a problem. Elon Musk says we need more people to produce more to sustain civilization. Interesting point. He's not wrong. But the problem is there's too many people who don't do anything. Now, we've heard some people uh, associated with like the World Economic Forum refer to them as wor- uh, useless eaters. I'm not, sure if, I'm not sure where that phrase comes from. Some people have accused some guy of saying it. But I will tell you this. Y'all need to realize, and I'm sure many of you do, there are many people who do nothing, who contribute nothing, who eat and pollute and cause problems. That's a reality. That is not a, a, a cause for harming anybody or reducing population, but it's a fact. Many people do nothing and don't contribute. That's a reality. So how do we deal with that? Elon Musk is right. We need more people, but we need more people who do things that advance us in certain ways. We don't need people who lay about there, who, who, who are quiet quitting and don't do any work, but demand to be fed. That's a problem. Look at any experiment on, uh, on animal populations, and it is a problem when you have large swaths of the population not working but demanding resources. It strains us. How do you solve for that? I'm not going to pretend to know, but I don't think it's a good thing that you have a bunch of, like, I'll just put it this way. Liberals in cities who work at jobs like BuzzFeed, are they contributing to society? Of course they're not. They're literally not. Now, that's not a condemnation of their lives. I would argue they're not contributing much when they're writing a clickbait listicle garbage that manipulates you into clicking something that doesn't actually provide anything for society and it just extracts advertising dollars. That's not a good thing for us. What are the solutions? I don't know. Maybe y'all back at home disagree and you think the BuzzFeed writer is an essential function. I just don't think it is. And I think we have to figure out how we as a culture, how we solve these issues. Personally, I don't think mutilating children and depopulating is the answer. I think the answer is education and decentralization, of which I'm more tolerant of people working at places like BuzzFeed to write those listicles because decentralization, I think, is a good thing. But in the end, you're going to have population problems, mass waste, uh, uh, environmental instability, economic instability. So look, there are some people who are, you know, more evil, I guess, who think the solution is shut it all down. Let them suffer. And then Gavin Newsom says we're in a record heat wave and wears a sweater. You get it, right? They're going to protect themselves right before the hard fall, which I think is coming. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Uh, the story from Vice. Trans activists left over 60 bottles of piss outside the EHRC. They staged the, dem- uh, the dramatic demonstration to protest the equality watchdog's exclusionary policy on single sex spaces. Yes, activism. You know, I used to uh, protest, used to, uh, you know, be involved in some of these marches, anti-war stuff, and I uh, worked for nonprofits. I remember exactly what we would do. Say, you know, I worked for uh, a big environmental nonprofit, and we wanted to convince people to stop using these products, these paper products that come from deforestation. You know, you want to go to bedroom, you go in there. There's the company's name right there. Hey, maybe use a different company, right? How about that? So here's what we would do to explain it to people, right? Very similar to what these activists did. We'd go up to them. We would shake their hands, explain the issue, smile and wave, and that'd be it. 
Okay, on second thought, nothing to do in any relation to what they're doing with pouring piss all over themselves. Quite literally, I had to blur these images because this individual is dumping bottles of piss on themselves. Mm, blurred. Uh, I think YouTube will still get mad about it. But, you know, look, man, it's news. It's important. We got to talk about this stuff. So it is what it is. Man. Some people talk about civil war. I do. And this story here, this is the UK. So it's not civil war, but there's certainly something wrong with Western civilization. But hold on there a minute. Even in China, their economy is collapsing. It's like all civilization. I believe there is a flaw in the structure that dictates how the world works per se. That there was there was a breaking point and we hit it and now everything's starting to fall down one piece at a time like dominoes. The system could not be sustained. This is a horrifying story. And we have another story that I want to talk to uh, from the Daily Wire. Nearly one in four Democratic voters believe men can get pregnant. Okay, we, we, we got to talk about all this. What, what, what is this? The system is imploding. And I'll tell you what I think the issue is. I think the issue is that we have tried to build a society based off of moral logic. That is to say that we use a logical system to explain why we think some things are right and some things are wrong. And that is just not possible. I don't think it's possible. Uh, simply put, we say something like, if somebody commits a crime, they are innocent until proven guilty. And, and they shouldn't be held in a court. You know, they should be held in jail without being proven. And then it's like, OK, well, what happens when you get to too many people? Now you get so many people, the court system is, is struggling to maintain these levels. And it doesn't necessarily work out that way. So you get people who say that moral logic of innocent until proven guilty must stand. However, if you're poor, you should have cash bail. So the left argues for no cash bail. I think that's the correct thing to do. But then violent criminals get released and they victimize more people. OK, so that moral logic didn't work. Clearly, there has to be discretion or value logic. Uh, I'm sorry, value based morals. That is to say, no matter what you try and do, if you try and build a system based off of one plus two equals you know three in terms of how your laws work, you end up with things that cross the line into what is, you find acceptable. In a moral logic system, you will not have gender segregation, which is the point I'm getting to. Trans activists pouring piss on themselves are doing so to bring attention to the fact that they want, you know, uh, bathrooms for anybody, that they should be able to use whatever bathroom they want, male or female. Well, let's talk about the moral logic. The moral logic is you can't discriminate on the basis of innate characteristics. People should be allowed to use a facility separate but equal cannot apply. It's wrong. Therefore, we ended up desegregating schools and bathrooms. And now, depending, regardless of your race, you're allowed to use the bathroom. We still segregate on the basis of sex, even though the law applies to that. The law says you can't discriminate on, on, on those grounds. A moral logic would then dictate for the same law that you pass with the same logic, you must allow males to use bathrooms designed for females because you can't create separate but equal, right? But we have values-based logic based off of context and nuance. That is to say that despite the fact that we passed this law, our values suggest, okay, we agreed the race thing. We're going we're gonna to say no more segregation in that regard. But the biological sex thing, we're keeping that one. That's values. It's what, a, it's what a culture values, not what the logic dictates, because the logic would say you still can't do it. Over time, a moral, logical system will result in total desegregation across the board for sex as well as race, because the same logic applies. The other night, we had Corey Mills on. He won his primary, America First Republican, and he's out of Florida. And he mentioned that we shouldn't have these books depicting graphic images, adult images for children. 
And so you then get into a moral logic conundrum. In the Bible, for instance, there is Ezekiel 23.20. It was memed quite a bit because it depicts a woman and um, the kind of man that she likes, the girth of the man and the emissions, if you get the point. Probably not something you want kids to be exposed to. If the argument is that it's images, then we're good. The moral logic stands. We shouldn't show pictures to these kids. But what about books that then describe things to the kids? Well, I'd be willing to bet if it was a woke gender ideology book, they would be equally upset saying that shouldn't be, you know, kids should not be exposed to that without parental consent. However, then we have the Bible, text-based and adult materials. Should children be able to pull the Bible off a shelf, open it up and read it whenever they want? Moral logic would dictate no. However, many Christians would say, well, hold on there a minute. They should be able to read the Bible. And my argument is, but in the Bible, there's things that kids probably shouldn't be reading. So maybe then the moral logic is, you know what? You're right. We shouldn't allow kids to read these books and we shouldn't allow them to read the Bible on their own. They need parental supervision. Okay, then if the issue is images, then the books with graphic images are out based upon the moral logic. But the text-based books of the Bible and the left would then be allowed with parental consent. Aha. But now you see many on the right are also saying, no, I don't want that woke gender ideology taught to them, be it text or otherwise. You see, it's values. The values we find from the Bible, some would say are better, whereas the left disagrees and says the values from their gender ideology books is better. Moral logic would say both would be banned. And that's what we saw. I think this was in Texas. They banned the Bible as well as like, uh, what did they, what, what did they, they ban? They banned some other book like To Kill a Mockingbird or something like that. I can't remember. But because if we're trying to create logical rules instead of value-based systems, this is what will end up happening. So what I mean to say is, I think all societies end up becoming value-based. Culture is more important than law. These people doing this, this never would have happened a long time ago because a culture would not have allowed it to happen. The values would be so at odds with this, these people would be arrested on sight. But our values changed. And now you've got people who are basically, our communities have bifurcated. They've, 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 uh, what's the right word? They've become dejected. So a police officer simply says, what does it say in the book? Instead of what is wrong? It's interesting then. Because the police then allow individuals to go outside and dump piss on their heads in public because their values say it's got to be in a rule book. You also have something interesting in, in New York, this, this trend where there's women who walk around topless, totally illegal, but cops would still arrest them because they were like, it's wrong because the cops values were different. The departments would get sued and then the cops would get in trouble. You see, that's kind of the issue that I'm seeing here. Here's the story. Masked representatives from an anonymous group whose name I'm not going to read ceremonially delivered the urine to the EHRC offices in Westminster. One member pissed herself, okay, in a gown, wow, before pouring bottles of urine on herself and the pavement outside the building, all while shouting the EHRC has blood on its hands and piss on its streets. You see, I'm just going to tell you, there's, there's, there's a biohazard here. Logic be damned. I mean, this is just dangerous. But I got to tell you, you know, I'm, I'm a very libertarian person, but even I look at this stuff and I'm like, there's a limit. OK, I believe in protest and free speech, but then we come across our limit. For the longest time in this country, we had the First Amendment, yet we still told people they couldn't swear or be obscene because our understanding of what the First Amendment was, was very different. Right now, the issue is the left has a different values based system. They say our values say hate speech should be illegal. 
And that free speech, you can't have free speech if people are too scared to speak because people are saying hate speech. Now, you may say that's logically incorrect, but go back to the, the early days of this country. And even though we had a First Amendment, people still weren't allowed to be obscene. Obscenity laws persisted for quite some time. Values and culture matter more than what you write down on paper. Over time, we had people read it and say, well, it says you can say whatever you want. So how can we have obscenity laws? George Carlin got arrested for saying that it was the seven, the seven words you can't say on TV. He gets arrested for obscenity despite the First Amendment. But the logic persists. Free speech became almost absolute. We still apply limits. We still apply the limits of can't incite to violence. Well, hold on there a minute. Speech is still speech, isn't it? The, the, the government shall make, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of, you know, speech, religion, blah, 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 blah whatever. So uh, prohibiting speech, something like that. So why should people not be allowed to call for violence? Well, we mostly agree. We don't want that. That crosses the line. But why? Couldn't there be a, a, an eventual reading of the law that says you didn't take any action yourself? I've talked with many free speech absolutists and they agree. They say outright that you should be allowed to say whatever it is you want. That's free speech. You didn't actually do anything. And that's the interesting situation we find ourselves in. Whose values will win? Because moral logic doesn't seem to be functioning right now. It's resulting in this. And eventually someone's values are going to, I don't know, supersede. And that'll be, I guess we're seeing it now. We're seeing it now as, as to whether or not people will tolerate this. In the end, you'll end up with an illogical world. Nearly one in four Democratic voters believe men can get pregnant. Poll. A new poll finds that significant numbers of Democratic voters believe things that are false. Well, we can we can unblur this now that we're not looking at uh, images of people pouring piss on themselves. The Daily Wire says the online survey conducted by WPA Intelligence from August 22nd to 25th found that 22 percent of Democrats agreed with the statement. Some men can get pregnant. The percentage rose when only including women and a whopping 36 percent of white college educated female Democrats concurred. Okay. Here's the point. What we're seeing here is a worldview bifurcation or worse. Let's just break it down in modern colloquial understanding. Wikipedia defines man as an adult male human. Males cannot get pregnant, period. That's it. End of story. A male human is referred to as a boy. I'm sorry. A male human is referred to as a boy, a male child or, an, or adolescent. I'm sorry. Prior to adulthood, it says a male human is a boy. Like most other mammals, a man's genome usually inherits an X chromosome from the mother and a Y from the father. Sex differentiation of the male fetus is governed by the SRY gene on the Y chromosome. During puberty, hormones which stimulate androgen production result in the development of secondary sexual characteristics, thus exhibiting greater differences between the sexes. Male anatomy is distinguished from female anatomy by the male reproductive system. Yeah, we get it. Trans men have a gender identity that does not align with their female sex assignment at birth, while intersex men may have sex characteristics that do not fit typical notions of male biology. So I suppose you can argue an intersex man is a man that could get pregnant. Well, hold on there a minute. Right? Intersex, that implies that the individual would not necessarily be male or female. So intersex man would be a male human, but with some typical notions that don't fit male biology, still male. Gender identity is not biological sex. It's more mental doesn't align with a female sex assignment, but a man is an adult male human. So a trans man is distinct from a man. Following the logic here, it's clear. Men cannot get pregnant. That's it. But you see, the issue is value-based uh, uh, morals instead of um, uh, uh, logic-based morals. 
probably a better way to phrase it. What was I saying? Was I saying value uh, logic? What was I uh, value-based morals versus logic-based morals. There we go. I hope that's that's more clear. Value-based morals say, uh, what did AOC say? She said that it doesn't matter if you're, you know, you're factually right, you have to be morally right. That's exactly the issue. The left is overwhelmingly moral, uh, value-based. Uh, um, it's value-based morals. There we go. I think I was saying it wrong earlier. In that they decide this makes sense, and that's all that matters. Logic be damned. Logic states men are males, males can't get pregnant. Values state I can call them whatever I want, and I say they're men, and they can get pregnant. That's not, that's not logic. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is what we end up with. The poll underscores the left's growing embrace of a radical gender theory that biological sex does not dictate gender. People born female can later identify as men while retaining the ability to reproduce. Hence the claim men can become pregnant. A recent Pew Research poll found that about 5% of young adults in the U.S. believe it's possible to identify in, into a gender that differs from their biological sex. The ACLU, the CDC, and numerous liberal media outlets, including CNN and MSNBC, are increasingly opting for terms such as pregnant people or birthing parent instead of women when referencing pregnancy, fertility, and abortion. I'll tell you why I think this is happening. Because woman and man are legally defined terms, or at least legally used terms. By changing the definition of woman to someone who feels like it, you've destroyed the law. That's it. And that's the point I mean about how, uh, to get to the point, moral logic doesn't make sense in the long run. It is being exploited by the left. They're saying, okay, the law says women equals X. Well, we define women as Y, therefore Y equals X, right? They're saying, if the law says you can't discriminate against women and they change women to, to a different word, now a male can identify as a woman, the male gains those legal protections. Over a long enough period of time, just like with the First Amendment, the readings, the, text, the, the, the textualists will read it and say, that's what it says, that's what it means, and everybody knows a woman could be male. Therefore, the law applies to males. Boom. You've just upended the entirety of the system. Maybe that's the point. A revolution of sorts. You destroy the culture, you destroy the ability to govern, you destroy how policing works, and then you can come in and arrest whoever you want for whatever reason and make up the reason and justify it with nonsense. They're going to say some trans men and non-binary people can also get pregnant, as can cis girls and trans boys, wrote Harmeet Kaur, who covers culture for CNN. This is also true of the opposite. Not all women are able to get pregnant. Some cis women struggle with fertility, while trans women lack uteruses. Opting for gender neutral term terms, such as people or parents, allows for these nuances in a way that just saying women does not. There's no reason to do this. It's completely meaningless. But here we are. There's only one real reason, in my opinion, and it's to break down the law in this country, to break down our understanding and expectations and make it so that regular people have no idea what to expect other than to bend the knee and cower in fear like pathetic losers, terrified to speak out. Me, I just don't care. I'm not scared. 
you know, we had we had a super chat the other day on Timcast IRL and they said, you know, y'all are courageous. And I was like, or, uh, no, I think, you know, I, I think it was what it was Daniel Turner said that, we, you know, they're courageous people who are standing up and speaking. And I'm like, I, I don't think we have courage here at Timcast IRL. I really mean it. Look, courage is overcoming your fear. I don't fear these people. I'm indifferent. So it's not hard for me to speak out and be like, I literally don't care about these 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 crackpots, the crazy cultists. They mean nothing to me. I do not fear speaking out against them. I'm not worried about it. And it may be because I, I grew up in such a way where I faced hardship. Life was difficult and I had to make do. So these people literally couldn't do anything to me that I haven't already experienced or worse, not to mention going through hostile environment training, actually being detained by various police departments, having anarchists in Turkey hold Molotov cocktails up to my face. You know, I've been through some stuff where I was kind of like, I don't fear these people at all. Now, there are people who are courageous, and those are the ones who know that they will come for you. They will try and destroy your job. And that's what we need more of. Courage. Did you think that uh, these industries would take kindly to us invading their cultural spaces? Oh, they are roiling. They are pissed off. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah, the song we released, number two on Billboard. Uh, uh, so, um, billboard digital sales, number two, we couldn't beat Elton John or Britney Spears and they are stewing so angry because what can they do about it? It's a hard numbers chart. Now I'll tell you this, they didn't count our YouTube numbers, but we still ended up making another bunch of charts. And the next song we put, us going to do even better. I don't fear them. You know, I, I, I revel in it, their anger, the institutions, the insiders, the elitists, the scumbags, they want to control the system. They want you terrified. They want you to say things you know does not make sense, do not make sense. They want you to say there are five lights. You're mistaken. There are five. How many lights are there? There are four lights. No, there are five. Say it. How many of you said it? I think I'm getting the number right. Star Trek, the next generation, Captain Picard's being tortured by uh, another alien, uh, uh, another alien race, the Cardassians. And there's four lights. And he says, tell me, how many lights do you see? And he says four. And then he shocks him, induces or induces some kind of pain with the device. And then he's like, you're mistaken. There are five lights. Tell me how many lights there are. And he keeps doing it to him over and Picard refuses to back down, to lie, to give in. And later on at the end of the episode, he says, you know, for a minute there, I almost convinced myself there actually were five lights. This is what they want you to do. One in four Democratic voters are willing to say it. You know what? Good for the other three out of four. Good for the ones who are willing to say no. I tweeted adult human males cannot get pregnant or something like that. And they got so mad. The other thing is you can you can really see how the machine works. They want to manipulate you. They want you to believe that in order to fit in, you have to adhere to what the machine wants. Sorry, I ain't playing that game. You'll notice it when if you go on some subreddits where someone posts about transitioning, every comment is you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. Positive reinforcement. You take a look at the thing the machine that look, look at the things the machine doesn't want and they'll bombard it with hate. They'll say, you suck, you're awful, give up. Why won't you give up? On all the leftist subreddits, oh, it's funny. They were saying that the song we put out was bad. That's weird. We're number two on Billboard right now. <laughs> Whoops. 
Yeah, they're lying to you. Do not fall for their lies. See through the flames on the other side is freedom. They wanted us to believe that we could not succeed in the cultural space. They said your song was bad. They did reviews of it. They said, oh, it's so awful. It sounds like Nickelback. Must have been a compliment, I guess, because Nickelback's a number one band, whether you like them or not. Never been my cup of tea, but that's okay. I think that there's like one song they had that I, that I kind of liked. I really like their Devil, Came, uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia cover. But uh, they want you to convince you, can, you can't succeed, so you give up. But then I just never cared. I never cared what they thought. You know what, my friends? I got to tell you, be a little narcissistic like they are. Believe so much in yourself that no matter how many times people rag on you, you just say, don't know, don't care. I'm doing it. And you'll succeed. The goal of all of this, they want you to just say there's five lights. They want you to accept as people pour urine on themselves in public. They want you to be too scared to say, please arrest these people. They want you terrified. Don't be. Don't be afraid of these people. Look, you know, people come out and they say, oh, you know, Tim, you're you're courageous or you're lucky you can do this. Every step of the way, they have tried to throw things in, in, into the gears. They've tried to trip me up. They've smeared me and attacked me. And I just find it funny because I don't care. They've run so many fake stories about me. I just don't care. Man, just laugh about it. It's funny. People are crackpot nonsense morons. When the Daily Wire succeeds, you know what? I'll tell you this. Maybe there do have to be trailblazers, people who pave that path that you can then walk. Maybe. Well, we're doing it. If the Daily Wire can crank out some major successes, if we can get number two on Billboard, number two, we couldn't beat Elton John and Britney Spears. Imagine what you can do. They can throw everything at you. They can have the biggest leftist podcast tell you you're a loser, you suck, your music's bad, and then what happens? You hit number two on Billboard because they're lying. They are a cult, desperate to convince you that they have power when they don't. So don't fall for it. Don't. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you then. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.